All right, everybody, welcome to episode 115 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with the co-host with the most, Drew at Dr. Underscore PRA. Drew, how you doing, brother? Well, apparently my email continues to fool people because I'm, I'm getting ready to go refinance uh, tomorrow and all of my emails this week from the title company have been addressed to Dr. Prawl. So uh, nice. I'm going to show up in my finest polo tomorrow, see if I can keep it going. Hey, look, and that's what we bring to you here at the Fantasy Timeline. We don't just get regular folk. We get doctors on here to uh, to help you with fantasy advice. We don't just use common people like me. You know, that wouldn't be any fun. You got to get a doctor in here and, and do that. But if you're watching us on YouTube, and you should be, we got Justin Rogers at Run DFF. Justin, how you doing, man? Man, I'm lovely. I'm lovely. I skipped out on uh, finishing up putting the baby to bed, so uh, I'll probably be in trouble later. But for now, I'm good. Good. Listen, uh, put off getting in trouble today when you can get in trouble tomorrow. That's my motto. So, uh, you know. I'm good at that. So. That's I could probably write a book on it. But Justin, before we get started, tell everybody who you are, where you're at, and what you're up to. Uh, well, I'm just an old redneck from Mississippi. <laughs> uh, you can find me on the, the Hot Sauce Pod, Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod, Larry Monkey, my counterpart there, and uh, on Twitter at RunDFF. But other than that, I'm just, you know, living that Dynasty life. Just did 100 episodes, yeah? Yeah, we just did our hundredth episode on Monday. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I have no idea how I made it that long with Larry. So, <laughs> yeah, God bless. Hear this, and he'll understand. God bless you. I think that uh, I think that gets you put up for sainthood or something like that. So, I'll be I'll be watching out for the uh, the Saint Justin uh, medallions and all that stuff. They're coming. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, you, you guys, you and Larry rock it on hot sauce. That's always a good time. That's. A show whenever I talk to people about it, I'm just like, just imagine you and your friends just hanging out wherever, at a buddy's house, at the bar, at a party, whatever. It's just, it's laid back. It's a lot of fun. Uh, usually get a good laugh, usually because Larry said or did something. But uh, I, I love that show. And you sold yourself a little short. You are you are part of the uh, oh, Trade yeah. Addicts B team. That's so, true. Occasionally you find me on Trade Addicts. When when Russ or Rocky decide they they want to uh, sleep an extra few hours at night or something, I don't know what they do when they dip out. Yeah, yeah. sleep. I don't even I don't even know what sleep is right now. So uh, yeah, I have no idea. So, but yeah, so keeps the keeps the DAP Network month going with uh, a little bit of the uh, Trade Addicts B team action. But uh, since since we got all that out of the way, why don't we we go to the news? Some some interesting things going on here. Uh, uh, Joe Schoen hired as GM for the Giants. From now, he's coming from uh, Buffalo. And before we go any further, uh, moment of silence for Drew's Buffalo Bills. All right. So, yeah, that's rough. And at some point, if we if we want to. Uh, debate the legalities of uh, overtime, we might get into it. But, uh, yeah, so not only did they uh, they lose the game, they lost an assistant GM who's now the GM for New York, 
But you you gained the best wide receiver in the league, Gabe Davis. So congratulations. Uh, Clearly. Uh, Gabe Davis 101 in your startup dress. Go get him. Do it. Um, Ryan, Ryan Poles uh, goes to Chicago to be the GM of the Bears. He's coming from Kansas City. So two teams that usually make bad decisions, at least trying to get guys who have won something before into their building to tr- see if they can replicate the magic. And then finally, this happened just today. Kwesi Adolfo Mensa hired as GM of the Vikings. He's coming from uh, Cleveland. So that's going to be real interesting. And I was actually kind of like looking at some stuff on him today. I mean, this dude went to Princeton, was on Princeton's basketball team, was a commodities trader, and then got himself into uh, football and big analytics guys. So I wonder uh, what the analytics say when they look at Kirk Cousins' contract. That's going to be interesting because uh, I think most of the analytics say that hurts. Um, I can but, tell you what the analytics also say. Ooh, we stuck with this one. We stuck with this one. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that, Justin, because I keep hearing people say. Well, if the Vikings trade Kirk Cousins, okay, you give me the trade scenario where any where first of all, I know Minnesota's going to have to eat some part of that contract. Like they they don't just get to trade him and not eat anything. I can give I mean, you an idea in a minute. It's uh, thirty five mil is what they can trade, and I believe his dead cap is like forty five. So that's yeah, ten million. I know his dead cap is forty five. Yeah, so his sign. So ten million of that is what they're eating on a trade. If they can trade the whole thing, the whole and, thirty-five mil, right? And I mean, what team goes? Let's eat thirty-five million for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I can't I mean, imagine them doing anything but saying, you know what, we got one more year of this. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and we move on. Yeah, I mean, you you get a head coach in there. You probably are going to want somebody offensive minded because. Even though the contract's bad, Kirk Cousins is is a fine NFL quarterback. He he's not elite. He's not even very good, but he's fine. You got Justin Jefferson. You got Adam Thielen. You got Dalvin Cook. You got Alexander Madison. Maybe Irv Smith can become a thing. You're, you're talented on offense. I figure if you're going to try to make something of this season, you would want to get somebody on the offensive side of the ball. And usually teams do that. Mike Zimmer was a defensive guy. They like to go opposite. So I figure they'll go offensive guy. But yeah, I mean, that that's that's gonna be an interesting. I mean, all three of these are gonna be interesting spots, but uh the last piece I got here is Sean Payton, and then I put retiring, and then I put maybe with the question mark, because now the now the rumors are he's gonna like do TV for a year and then come back just to get out of the, the Saints contract. So we'll see what happens with Sean Payton. Maybe uh... you know, Basically what he's done is he uh, got a really aging roster in Dynasty, and uh, he's going to drop this team and then possibly pick up an orphan is what he's possibly thinking mm-hmm. about doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the funny thing is it's probably not, you know, not an orphan in the traditional. Usually orphans are very bad, you know. 
Sean yeah, Payton is a good orphan. Yeah. 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 He's going to get one of those rare good orphans where it's, oh, like, this is my team. Okay. Oh, he's like, like my TA 14. That's what he's going to get. <laughs> where I ended up with like Saquon. And before I made a bunch of trades, Saquon and AJ Brown. And, you know, like, it was like, oh, I, I didn't get that, that in TA4. Do what? I didn't get that in TA4. Yeah. I got the traditional yeah. orphan. Yeah. 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 I also yeah, saw yeah. somebody. Not uh, joke about it because, uh, um, Outhouse asked him, which one do you want to be? And I think he picked five and his team was awful. And so I got <laughs> stuck with four and it was like, oh, I can make this work right yeah. here. <laughs> I got things. I'm okay. doing all right. I can, I can work with this piece. Yeah. Drew, yeah. uh, Drew is more, is going to be more the head coach of, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars than, uh, the head coach of, uh, whatever good team decides they want to let their coach go next year. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. They're good enough. That's what. That's what I. No, think. I know. I don't understand why they fired Flores. Like they don't because he wanted Deshaun Watson and they want to stick with Tua. I think that that see that's a team that Drew would head coach for. You know, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want Deshaun Watson. You give me Tua because I love him. <laughs> I'm not going to Jacksonville. I'm going. Hey, you know, going further south. Yeah. You know, uh, there was another one on there that's now big question mark that you deleted completely. Oh, which one did I delete? Old Byron Leftwich. Ah, oh, yeah. Old Byron. <laughs> we go and we're like, oh, he's going to be the Jaguars head coach. And now it's like, oh, there's snags. We're, they're still interviewing now. Like, what happened? This is the Jaguars being the Jaguars. Like, <laughs> you have a guy. Oh, he, he's been an offensive coordinator for the last few years, running good offenses. And I actually was talking with somebody on, on the Twitter machine about, you know, well, Everybody looks good when they have Tom Brady. And I go, okay, cool. But if you actually sit down and, and read articles about the way that Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady talk to each other, bounce ideas off of each other, Tom Brady is trying to incorporate things that Byron Leftwich is trying to show them. It's not just Tom Brady telling this guy to go sit in a corner and yeah. wait till the game is done. They, they seem to have a pretty good relationship. And wouldn't you want a guy who not only played quarterback in the NFL and understands what that life is like, but played quarterback in Jacksonville in the, like in that stadium with that team. Exactly. Yeah. And knows the, the pressures of being the quarterback of that dumpster fire. <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense. And the Jaguars are just like, nah, we, we want to interview defensive coordinators because, you know, that, that's what we want for Trevor Lawrence's uh, progression. Let's get a defensive guy in the house. I mean, Shotcom will probably do that. But um, well, they're, they're interviewing Nathaniel Hackett now again. <laughs> like, oh, well, we're just going to interview. Oh, shit, never mind. We can't get our guy. They're, they're probably offering Leftwich like $1.2 million, like a five-year $1.2 million, some crap offer because – they still got to. They still got to pay out Urban. So they're That's probably awesome. saying if we can average it out to be the the normal salary of a head coach, we'll we'll be winning here. So <sighs> bastards. Yeah, Washington Tua can't wait. I mean, it doesn't matter. I could be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, T Law is still going to have more fantasy points than Tua. You ain't got to worry about that. Okay. I mean, okay. he did he did it this year with Urban. Just think about that statement. Yeah. It can't get worse than Irvin. Like it, it can't. 
just ur- urban's it, man. Like it's only up from here. So I don't know if you heard about that, Justin, but but Drew and I made a little little bet, little five dollar bet for charity about who would have more uh, fantasy points in twenty twenty two. T Law Tua and Drew loves him some Tua. So loves. yep, loves him some Tua. So I, he went I did Tua. hear that bet. So he he went with Tua. Um, I let him. I had such a strong track record this year. How could I go wrong? Yeah. Uh, I almost feel like Drew shouldn't shouldn't gamble at all, but he keeps doing it. So, <laughs> Well, at uh, least there's no uh, spread on that one. What was the one that you – Oh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the Pittsburgh receivers. receiver bet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, we the were G-G. like the, yeah. the original Deontay Johnson podcast, and everybody went, again, went, went away from Deontay, uh, you know friend of the show Deontay Johnson and I just had to clean up after uh Juju decided he didn't want to play for half the season and uh got injured the other half so yeah it was uh yeah. we modified that bet a little bit though because that was that was a, <laughs> that was a wide spread here, here, 25 cents a spot for this one <laughs> <laughs> we, we had to we had to modify I mean uh Drew, I don't think Drew would would be on the show anymore if I if I held him to the original bet. So I think he would have been like, like, "No, man, you no." I I called the hotline. They they told me not to do it anymore. This is my last one. (laughs) Uh, So I think that pretty much covers it. You guys haven't heard anything, any whispers in the wind uh, about any other news going on. Interesting that uh, Las Vegas is the only team left without a. GM. So heard that today and I was like, sounds like something Las Vegas would do. So I think uh uh what's his name? Brian Dayball or whatever. I think he ends up being the uh Giants coach. I think that's where they're leaning and it looks like that's where Yeah, I think I, it looks like the finalists are are Dayball and Flores. So um, Yeah, I think them hiring uh Sean Make yeah. the way for it. So yeah, and if we're, if we're kind of looking ahead to what you might be talking about next week, like and, and maybe you guys are a little bit more plugged in than I am. But have you heard a lot about Flores getting interviews? Because I haven't, which is kind of surprising to me. But maybe I'm just not not as plugged in. I no. mean, I kind of have heard him linked to the Giants, but I haven't heard a lot. I mean. I would have thought by now he would have been making the rounds Denver everywhere. And, yeah. Yeah. Denver, Vegas. Weird. I, I wonder if he's walking into the interviews and they're saying, you know, are you comfortable with the quarterbacks here? And he's going, I want Deshaun Watson. If you're going to, co- if I'm going to coach here, I want to make a play for Deshaun. You know, I wonder if that's part of his thing and people, and there's teams that are turned off. I, know. I, I don't know. Like it which just is, which is so weird because out of all the openings, like who is who is at these quarterback positions where you're not like, yeah, we should get Deshaun Watson. Like no offense, I mean like in Vegas, a Derek Carr isn't going to keep me from trying to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I'm not saying I could get him, but I'm saying it's not going to stop me from trying. Right. I mean, Ted, Teddy Bridgewater yeah. and Drew Locke. Okay. Uh-uh. I'll send them both in a plain load of cash to get to Sean Watson. Uh, like you can have them both and all this money, please. Just right. let me 
you know, what do we got? You know, obviously Miami made their choice. They're sticking with Tua. Uh, Daniel Jones, like that's that's gonna keep me from trying to get Deshaun. Like, like no. that's what I'm saying. Like, what are these teams thinking? If that is the reason why he's saying, "Hey, I, you know, I want Deshaun. I got a plan. This is my plan. It includes Deshaun at QB." And they're like, ah, "The guys we have in the building right now are really the guys we want to go to war with." I'd be, I would walk out. They wouldn't even have to kick me out. I'd be like, "Okay, okay. well, if you want to stick with mediocrity, then I'm gonna go find a new job." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Um, I'm sure there is one team in the league. You know, I mean, a team like Houston could really. Uh, hmm. Never mind. Oh, Never sure. mind. Uh, um, yep. So yeah, about let, that. Let's go to the timeline. Um, all right. So this first one here is from Jimbo Threats at Clampsy Actual. <clears throat> those are those are two interesting names. If we're so high on T Higgins as the number two in a high-powered offense, why are we not as high on Gabe Davis? going into 2022. Drew, since you're the Bills fan, I'm going to keep you for last. Um, Justin, why don't you start us off? Dude, you guys are going to hate me if you like Gabe Davis. Go ahead. Because he's never been the number two. They brought in Emmanuel Sanders. They had Cole Beasley. This dude couldn't beat out either of them to get snaps. He couldn't beat them out to get targets, and he couldn't get beat them out to actually have production on the field. I mean, and everyone's like, oh, well, those two guys are gone. So are we thinking they're not going to bring anybody else in? They're just going to sit on their hands and go, oh, yeah, Gabe Davis, cool, we'll take that. I, I don't know. If they bring in an Emmanuel Sanders type, you know, I'm not saying like literally the type of receiver, but that level of receiver, in my mind, Gabe Davis just gets bumped again. You know, like it just – the guy has 1,100-something yards in two years. That's a great. I mean, it's a. That's a. It's not even a great season. It's a fine season if you have 1,100 yards in a season. It's not great if that's your two-year total. You know, meh. Whatever. I mean, sorry, Gabe Davis lovers. Oh, I mean, maybe Drew will fight the fight for Gabe Davis. Uh, I'm not. Listen, Gabe Davis is like a fine wide receiver to have on your team. Like you you look at the roster and if Gabe Davis is in the wide receiver room, you're like, okay, like yeah, that, right. that's not a bad thing to have, but look at what we've seen from T Higgins. And we, we talked about this last week about how T Higgins and CD lamb stats wise are pretty much the same guy. So we all love CD lamb. Some of us more than others, but we all love him. And T. Higgins statistically is that guy. Right. Gabe Davis isn't like, you know, is, is not even not even in that area code. He's not even in that state. Gabe Davis has 59 more yards or 57 more yards than uh, T. Higgins does for his two seasons versus T. Higgins 2021 season. So I, I just I just pulled up free agent wide receivers just, just to get an idea of who's on the market. Emmanuel Sanders back on the market. We talked about that. But Allen Robinson, 
might have to take a a low ball deal because he was yeah. terrible this year. Uh, you know, big names, Chris Godwin, Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, you know, at least Adams is probably going to get franchise tag. You know, Will Fuller, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, A.J. Green, Mike Williams, oh. Zay Jones. Like, I see any of those guys coming in, and Gabe Davis just, all right, you're back to being number really? three. And, and if what we saw from Dawson Knox this year isn't an aberration, which, by the way, I think it, it is, but if it's not an aberration, then you're like the fourth, the fourth option. Like, listen, I love Josh Allen. He, he's one of the best QBs in the league, but he's not supporting four guys for fantasy. So, um, yeah, like, hey, listen, you want to take the roll of the dice and, you know, hope that the Bills think he's the number two guy and they don't spend any high draft capital or don't sign one of these free agent wide receivers. Go for the gold, but um, I mean, I'm not getting him at the prices that he's going for right now. So let's see, let's see, Drew, are you going to talk us out of our our craziness here and tell us why we should all love Gabe Davis? Well, I just made two trades for him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, If based on the question here, you look at the pedigree that both of the guys came to the league with, and it's it should be pretty clear. Uh, you have a, a guy that came in from a championship winning team in college, you know, power five, et cetera, um, played with Deshaun Watson. The guy came in from UCF, which isn't a bad school. They've produced some good product or some good guys have come into the league, but taken the fourth round. Uh, so, I mean, just, just a face value, there should be, uh, you know, pretty clear why there's different expectations for both of those guys. Uh, as far as what you're getting Gabe Davis for now, I mean, Nobody in their right mind should be going and offering anything close to what people are wanting for him. Uh, I think ultimately, uh, you know, his his cost to get him on your roster will come down, especially if some of those things happen where they add a free agent or something like that. Um, and at that point, I'm I'm back in. I I think I would take you know if his his cost comes back down to uh, more reasonable, where you know I would I would throw a, a second somewhere for him to see if. Josh Allen in the third year does continue to go look his direction. And he is, you know, is he another like Marvin Jones early on where he has some of these blow up games and then otherwise it takes him a while to develop into a really good wide receiver. Maybe. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, where, where people are asking for him now, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown or Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney or Gabe Davis. I mean, it's pretty, pretty easy. If you get those kind of offers and you have Gabe Davis, you should probably make the move yesterday. Literally, while you while you guys were talking, I was sitting here going, "I got to bring up Darnell Mooney. Got to bring up Darnell Mooney." Like the the Gabe Davis hype has far surpassed the Darnell Mooney hype in in this recency biased last week or so. And man, that's an easy buy for me. And I'm not even a huge Mooney guy, but the kid just put up a thousand yards. You know, got 140 something targets. I think it was. I mean that that means something. You know, I always look at usage. I always want to see high target volumes. It doesn't mean that it's going to be repeated, but it means that he earned his way onto the field. Yeah, and I, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, you know, I would I would actually think rather try to get a pick out of somebody for a Gabe Davis. But if I'm looking, you know, for 
a player for player trade. I want somebody like a Darnell Mooney who I've been like, okay, I've seen this dude get what 145 targets, 150 targets last year. Like, I want to see a guy who's done that. Even like an Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm lower than him than I think you know, everyone on the planet right now. So I don't really want the kind of like, I feel like he's Gabe Davis. Like, they they use a, a first one of their first round picks on a wide receiver. They, you know, they're not going to get anybody in free agency because they're they're still trying to build that team. But you know, what if a, like a Chris Olave falls to I think, well, right now the Rams pick is still actually up in the air. Right now, it could be um, as high as thirty, and obviously as low as thirty-two if they win the uh, the Super Bowl. So. Um, you know, what if they do that? Then all of a sudden it's like, all right, you got Hawkinson. If uh, Swift can ever stay healthy, you know, you have a Chris Olave. And then, you know, here we, here comes Amon Ross St. Brown in the fourth position. I feel like he's a lot, a lot of Gabe Davis-ish type uh, vibes. But get that pick. You know, Drew said you would, what, a second for him? I would, I would send a second as long as it's not in the top half, you know, I'd send a two Oh five or later. And at that point, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a shot at the guy who's done something in the NFL. And again, tied to a good quarterback, typically high volume. Yeah. That that's the type of uh, fairly conservative dice roll. I'll take there. Anything in the top half of the second, you know, you just don't know how drafts going to go. We don't know where guys are going to land and who's going to gain some hype. And those early seconds can gain value pretty quick. Once, once you get to the draft. Uh, Justin, what about you? Draft pick wise, what would you what would you feel comfortable giving up for Gabe Davis? You'd have to be a really late second, two ten, two eleven ish. I do like the receiver class going into the early to mid second round this year. Like I think that you're gonna find like there's gonna be some T. Higgins, Michael Pittman kind, you know, Elijah Moore types that you're gonna find at two oh four, two oh five. Um I think it's a deeper wide receiver class this year than last year. And last year was nice. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be interested because I haven't really started diving into rookies yet because I don't I don't do anything with with incoming rookies until after the season is done. So I just started kind of running backs. That's kind of what I'm looking at right now. And well, at um, least you don't have much to study there. Very true. (laughs) Um, I got about six deep and I said, okay, this is all I need to know. I, I I laid off on wide receiver because I knew wide receiver was going to take the most amount of time, to be honest with you, because, I mean, even if you just look at a an NFL mock draft, like some have five wide receivers going in the first round, some have six going. Yeah. So that's going to be, you know, you know, I'll probably look at QBs next because, again, that'll probably be a short day's work. Um, so, but, yeah, so. I think you're, you're going to find, like, the – George Pickens and David Bells of the world at like 204, 205. You know, yeah, man. It's going to be like, interesting. It's like Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. Okay, I'm going to go run in traffic now. I'll talk to you guys later. Oh, hey, like, hey, now don't, 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 more. don't fully get off of uh, <laughs> Isaiah Spiller there. Yeah, like he, he's all right. Like, <laughs> like he's fine. Well, then kind of that's just, where the teardrop is because, my goodness, after that, well, yeah, third round just take shots. And that's the thing. Like, so I'm, I'm saying the tier is two. You're saying the tier is three. We're not that different. And then it's just like, then, I'd, I'd rather just like 
get hit in the head with a brick than like have to deal with any of these other guys that are coming out. So wide receiver is going to be the most fun though. Like trying to see like, all right, who's where, who's doing what with who. And that's going to be a lot of fun because they're, I mean, you got Jamison Williams, you got Traylon Burks, you even guys like Chris Olave who are probably going to go like later in the first in like the actual NFL draft are like still going to be fun watches. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about that. But all right, let, let's move on. We had we had a lot of fun talking about why Gabe Davis is nowhere near T. Higgins. Uh, this is this next one here is from M. H. Lefko at F. F. Underscore M. E. M. Powered, and a guy we just talked about. Would you rather have Amon Ross St. Brown or a first round pick? And this is the easiest question ever, but I'm gonna take this i'm gonna take this in another direction so let, let's not uh let's not worry about it we all agree first round pick right we all need to like talk about why it's the first round pick okay good we're all nodding our heads yes i went first yeah like i don't care if it's 112 i don't care if it's 114 or i don't care it has a one in front of it give it to me but th- this is where and Justin, you're you're a really good example of this because I've seen you take a team from garbage and turn it into a championship team. This is the where down the way, I can't wait for it. I it's coming. It would, should, I know, I know it would be right here if it was here. Was, you should have it on Friday. Um <laughs> good enough. But this is where good teams win championships. Dude, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Look. I think he's a jag. Other people think that he could be something. And that's fine. Like, I, I don't, I'm not sitting here saying that if you think he can be something, you're wrong. But do you ever think the hype on Amon Ross St. Brown will ever be where it is right now to where you can get a first round pick? Probably not. Like, no. Unless we're all just, unless, you know, I'm willing to bet that I'm not wrong, that we are not wrong. Like, I'm willing to take that bet. And if if we are wrong, I didn't lose anything because you got him at the late second, early third in a rookie draft. So you're right. turning profit if you're, ter- if you're, if you're selling for a first, you know, that kind of thing. And, and think about it. Even if you, if you go, okay, 112 for Amon Ross St. Brown, you hit accept, you got that 112. We all say right now, 2022, it's not a good draft. Quarterbacks. Not really that good. Running backs, not really that good. A lot of wide receivers, a tight end, maybe two. We say that now. We say that January 26th. Yeah. April 26th, right before the draft, we're all hot and bothered. We're watching these guys go places. Our our rookie drafts are in a week or two. That 112 is worth gold. That 112 will get you... Even if you need a wide receiver back because you traded Amon Ra, it's going to get you a player way better than that. Like even the 112, and we, you know, trust me, I've been through, you know, amazing rookie drafts where we think every guy is going to be a Hall of Famer. And I've sat through the bad ones where we're like, all oh, these guys suck. And it doesn't matter. We all get excited. We all want rookie picks. We, we make trades to get them. And it, it's going to happen. So, M, 
if you're getting that first round pick, I hope you already hit accept. Um, if you didn't hit accept, hit it right now, please do that right now because we uh, we want to see you win. And that and that's how you you know, like Justin said, you make profit. Like selling your Gabe Davises now, selling your Amara St. Browns now, and just peak value and selling your Amara St. Browns three weeks ago, peak value like. Don't pass up the value when it's presented to you. Uh, I agree. Um, I don't know if, if you guys had anything else you wanted to talk about, kind of like value-wise and kind of, you know, just selling at high points. I think another, you know, you brought up what the 112 could get you. And I got into this a little bit, just a short little exchange day on Twitter. So it was like two firsts, or it, was like, it ended up being like three firsts for Jamar Chase. And I was like, I will take the first. And someone said, I'd rather get a player than first, you know, than picks. And my 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 rebuttal was, you can get players with those first. Like, you are not stuck making the pit making those picks. You don't have to wait. If you get a 2024 first this offseason, it's not like you have to wait until 2024 to use that pick. That pick is a commodity that can be traded. Always think about that. Like any first is going to grow in value as you get closer and closer anyway. If you can get a, a first on the low right now, take the first on the low. If you have to take a 2023 first, that's going to be gold in like October, November when you're like, all right, I need a player. There is no telling what the hype is going to be like on it for, especially for a team that's out of it. You got to think of it like that. Like that, that pick doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to mature in April of 2023. It can mature in, October of 2022 for your team. Yeah. You can cash in on that investment. And I love that because I I think people, and I don't know why, because as dynasty players, we're always like, all right, like what can we get for this asset? What can we, what can we trade Jamar Chase for? What can we trade Josh Allen for? What can we trade CeeDee Lamb for? But then we get like these picks and then we're like, well, we, we have to make these picks. Like we can't do anything with these. And it's like, no, they're like everything else. You could trade those bad boys. You could put them in a deal, trade them straight up, wait till you're on the clock. Like you have options. Like I'm in the I'm doing a startup right now, and I think damn near everyone has traded 2023 picks. There's some 2024 picks that have been traded already. Like, and that's just in the startup. We haven't there hasn't been a down of football played in 2020. Well, regular season ball played in 2022. Like so like you said, it, that's those are always assets that you can do what you want with, and and you can get actual NFL players if that's your your thing. Like short short logic with a great point. Aren't we all doing that startup? <laughs> we are all doing that startup. I I I have wanted to for a very long time, like crowdsource a startup, and I was like just going to make it this one and literally the the ftc and uh, you know shameless plug here ftc fantasy timeline chat if you uh if you want to be a part of it just uh email drew myself or hit us up at the show handle uh fantasy timeline and you could be a part of that too you can just get my random uh my random screenshots of what's on the board right now and say oh, what do you guys think and i've had a ton of fun with it because uh 
it's just like it's you know some of the picks that have been made are different than probably what I would have done but I want to see how it all turns out so I've been kind of letting everyone uh get their get their opinions in and then it's kind of like all right whoever has the most votes that's what uh that's what I take so um it should be a lot of fun with uh with that but yeah uh we are all doing that one but yeah like you can trade those picks at any time. <laughs> like, you know, and if you want to make the picks, hey, I'm not saying don't make them, but. In that aforementioned uh, league where I took a dumpster fire and turned it into a championship, I I think I made, and this is, uh, I include the 22 picks because I traded those, but I think I had like 11 first rounders in three years. And I think I actually made the pick on the clock for three of those picks. I, I, it's not, it's not a, I have to wait for this pick. It's okay. I've got these picks. Let me turn them into something. So and Larry always made fun of me going into the season. He said, you know, you don't have the pieces. You don't have the pieces. I said, look, I'm sitting on four first rounders. Let's see what happens. And I made a big move, got like five wide receivers or whatever, and ended up with a crap ton of starters and had the depth to suffer through some injuries Mm. and it was all because i was willing to move those picks you know you don't have to sit on the picks yeah because didn't you and you could correct me if i'm wrong didn't you move like a bunch of those picks to get like kyler murray or something like that no i i I traded the 101 twice in one off season to get kyler murray and patrick mahomes there you go the 101 then got it back and then traded it again yeah like and that's the thing. Like, it, it, it's amazing. And during the season, you're looking at those picks like, oh, these things, you know, they don't really matter right now. We're in the season. It, it, it's point scoring and everything. But you could still attach them to deals. But man, once you get to this part of the season, the non-point scoring season, oh, yeah, you get rid of them. Yeah. All, all of a sudden, everyone is just like, you you have a first round pick. Uh, uh, what can I give you? Can I give you uh, th- this amazing player? Uh, it's a first-round pick. And, I mean, if you want to give me a player better than what I think this pick is, absolutely. Come on down. I, we'll make we'll make a deal. You know, especially when when teams are like, oh, I have uh, you know this twenty-seven-year-old wide receiver. He, mm-hmm. He's not going to be good next year because uh, like all twenty-seven-year-olds have to suck. Um, and you go, oh, okay, well. You know, this will be a nice piece on a championship team. And and you did that. You really turned um, – you did that with a lot of picks. And you made – you would make picks and then trade them. So – Yeah, I, I didn't care. I had no loyalty to anything that I did. And, <laughs> and that's the thing, too, sometimes. Sometimes you're on the clock and, you know, the trade offers aren't coming in or they're not what you think they are. And then you make a pick, you know, we'll use 2022 picks. Hey, I got the the 102 looking for some deals. I get some deals. They suck. I go, all right, 102. I got nothing going on. I'm going to take Traylon Burks. Now, all of a sudden, someone sees a name and they go, oh, I thought thought Traylon Burks might drop to the 103 or 104. Now, all of a sudden, it's an actual guy that they want. And, you know, you make that trade after the – you know, so it's not always like if you're – "Quote unquote," forced to make the pick that you need to be like. Okay. I had to. I did not want to take the one hundred one last year because I had Mahomes, I had uh, Kyler Murray, and I and it's a sixteen team super flex, 
And I just, I didn't want to because I wanted to diversify. I needed more pieces, but I wasn't getting any decent offers at all. Nothing at all for the greatest quarterback prospect of all time, blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay, well, I'll take it and I'll move him later. I ended up moving him for a first Devontae Adams and Brandon Cooks. And I think I might've thrown something else in. Josh, you'd be able to tell me. But that those two pieces, Brandon Cooks and Devontae Adams, were huge parts of that championship run. And then that first became part of the deal that got me like a four or five four receivers and James White or something. I can't remember five wide receivers, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. and this is a good one from Short Logic. I've seen second round picks go for next year's first right after the draft because others missed out on the guy you picked. Yeah, I mean that um I think it's it's Zach Reed at Tacit Assassin who always goes, man, draft picks are great because it's always like shopping on credit because I can trade, you know, this year's 201 or 202 for next year's first because, you know, somebody fell that someone didn't think would fall and they want to get that guy. So, you know, last year, you know, it was like Rashad Bateman, you know, guys like that, you know, uh, Rondell Moore, who, oh, Thought they would go in the first, and they're there at 201, 202. And you get excited, and you, you know, and he goes, Yeah, man, I, you know, I don't have any problem with that. And then, you know, 2023, I all of a sudden I have, you know, two firsts just from draft day trades because people wanted to get in on it. So, yeah, yeah, it's all, it's always a lot of picks. It's amazing. They keep, they just keep going up in value until, you know, literally you're on the clock. So, Drew, do you do you try to acquire picks now, or have you kind of settled in like you did that during the season? And I did most of that during the season for the the teams that I'm trying to rebuild. Got a couple yeah. that I was able to move some some good running backs like Nick Chubb, uh, James Robinson before he got hurt, Aaron Jones. So I was able to turn those into to quite a few firsts that I'm sitting on now. But uh, I'm actually looking at one of the leagues and got the 102, the 101, 107, 111, and just waiting to see. You know, I know at some point here, especially once April rolls around, we start to see some landing spots. I expect to get some some offers, and then uh, at that point, I've got to temper myself and make sure I don't, you know, just squander what I've got there. So uh, excited to see what that that brings. It's my first year really diving into some of those rebuilds. So uh, interested to see how how quickly I can turn those around. Uh, you set the bar high and what that looks like. So I feel like we should have a disclaimer at the bottom of the screen here. Results not typical, uh, but. Uh, you know, there's so many different ways to craft the deals. So I think that's the fun part is, like y'all are saying, don't get locked into, well, now that I have a pick, I have to use the pick or I can only make a, a one for one one deal here. So get creative with it. Throw some things out there. See what happens. It's all supposed to be fun at the end of the day anyways. Heck yeah. Yeah, when you got that many picks, um, you know, you can do so much with it, you know. So but they'll put that out there for you. Uh Results not typical. Um, you can do so much with it because if you, you know, if you're walking in three, four, five first round picks, you can move up, you can move down, you can trade for players. You've got so many options available to you. So I did that in in a couple of teams I was rebuilding last year where I had multiple first round picks, and. That was just so much fun because it was just like, oh, let me move up for this guy. Oh, there's nobody here. Let me move down. Oh, you want this? for? I mean, I traded Stefan Diggs for the 108 or 109 during a draft last year. I said, oh, okay. 
if you don't want Stefan Diggs, I'll take him off your hands for a uh, a low first round pick. So, yeah, like it's always you know got so much flexibility when uh, when you're doing that. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on here to our next one, Andrew from XPFF at Fake Footballs. Does tonight's game, and he's talking about the uh, the Bills Chiefs uh, battle. R.I.P. Drew. Um, does tonight's game increase the chance that teams are more willing to take a chance on this? And he puts in quote, week 2022 QB class earlier in the draft than we thought. I'm going to be honest with you, Andrew. This game has nothing to do with where teams are going to take quarterbacks. Teams will naturally push quarterbacks up their board no matter what because it's the most important position on the team. They're hoping that a prospect that maybe doesn't look so good on tape or doesn't look so good on analytics can come in the building, get coached up, and turn into the next big thing. We have to remember, you know, we talked about you know, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are both prime examples. Josh Allen came in, dude's not accurate. Has has a cannon, can't hit the broad side of a barn. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, he he's he's got some athletic ability, but he came from the the fun and gun Texas AM offense. You know, it's kind of gimmicky. I don't really know if he can do that in the NFL. Can he can he drop back? Can he read the field? Can he read a defense? And both of those guys came in. I mean, in Buffalo, Brian Dayball came in, offensive coordinator, I think really coached them up. Andy Reid, offensive genius in Kansas City, really coached them up. And you got two guys now that are, you know, that played in maybe the best game in NFL history. And Every team thinks they can do that with every player. I mean, the list is a mile long. You know, the Baker Mayfields, the Sam Darnolds, the, you know, the EJ Manuels, if you want to go throwback bills for Drew. Kicking them, kicking me while I'm down here, Josh. Um, Yeah. So bad. You're just like burying him over there. And why don't you bring up Nathan Peterman while you're at it? (laughs) Nobody ever thought Nathan Peterman would be good. I I don't want to be disrespectful here. Um, You know, Geno Smith. I mean, we've seen these guys that come in and we just bring them into the building and we coach them up a little bit. They're going to be stars. I I can't wait to see this last year. You watch the 49ers make a big move to get up to Trey Lance, right? And I, I can't wait to see what happens uh, if slash when Jimmy G takes him to the Super Bowl and possibly wins. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? And I don't I don't know if you're directly referencing me. I'm not. <laughs> okay, and, and that's fine because after the 49ers beat my Cowboys, I said I put out a tweet and I said, Who starts week one 2022 if Jimmy G Oh, I did see it that. Takes the 49ers yeah. to the NFC Championship game. And someone responded, it's still Trey Lance. I said, okay, that's fair. They win, and they are now in the NFC Championship <laughs> game. So I put out another tweet. Hey, who starts for the 49ers week one 2022 
if Jimmy G takes them to a Super Bowl? Still Trey Lance. So if, if they get past the Rams, which, by the way, I don't think they do, but I also didn't think they would get past the Packers. So take that for what it's worth. But if they make it to the Super Bowl, like, it's going to be tough. It's gonna that's going to be tough because Trey Lance, I think we can all agree, Trey Lance is the better athlete. Trey Lance probably has the better arm. But we haven't seen that. We really haven't seen that guy on an NFL field. I mean, he's played a game and a handful of snaps. But we haven't seen him for 8, 10, 12, 17 games to say, all right, like this is what Trey Lance can do. This is what Trey Lance can't do. And if Jimmy G takes him to a Super Bowl or, I mean, by some miracle wins the Super Bowl, I, I can't believe you just go, all right, Jimmy, talk to you later. Like, There's no way. But, I mean, they also spent three first-round picks to get Trey Lance. So that's like – that's a that's a conundrum right there. Yeah. I can use a big word for once. Uh, they, they also went to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick and uh, got rid of him shortly after. Benched him the next year, so – that's true. That's I mean, true. I don't know. Yeah, but I think I, I think you're going to see somebody go and take a shot on Malik Willis probably earlier than everybody expects, hoping that he'll be the next Lamar Jackson or something like that. So, yeah, I think I agree, Josh. That the quarterbacks they're they're kind of in this halo where if you're if you're decent, if you're getting uh, invite to the combine and you get uh, you get there a draft day, you're going to get a good shot at getting drafted early, regardless of. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot. If anything, maybe Jimmy G winning a Super Bowl pumps the brakes on that a little bit of it. We should look at what we've got. Maybe it's not worth selling the farm for this hot prospect. And let's give it one more shot with uh, whoever's here. Yeah. And you know, I, I haven't gotten past the, the top three quarterbacks yet, but we see every year, you know, teams in that like 28 to 32 range, they trade back. They trade out of the first round to the top of the second round. Let, you know, let a team in to go get a quarterback. We see it like every other year. And that could happen this year too, where like a fourth quarterback goes that we're not even thinking about right now in February, excuse me, in January. And we're like, oh, didn't expect this guy to go. So that is, uh, that's going to be fun. But yeah, Andrew, it's not because of this game. It's because quarterbacks are just always naturally inflated and, this year will be no different. I mean, as much as I don't think any of the quarterbacks are a top 10 talent, you're probably going to see at least one go in the top 10. I mean, just it happens every year. So, yeah. I'm, I'm over here looking for this tweet, and I can't I can't find it. But uh, speaking of Jimmy G and him keeping his job or not, it was uh, of the four teams remaining in the playoffs, these are the – passing touchdown leaders and it's like Mahomes with eight and I think there was a five and a four and then Kelsey with one and Jimmy G with zero. Like Kelsey has a passing touchdown and, and Garoppolo doesn't. So all that says to me is even if they get to the Super Bowl, they're just gonna think they got a better ceiling with with uh Trey Lance. So I think he's out. Oh yeah and they're getting there despite or in spite of his performance. And Jimmy Jimmy G is the type of dude that it's like if he's your quarterback and everything else is really good, 
maybe you can do something. But everything else has to be really good. And that's what the 49ers pretty much have done. You know, that defense is really good. The offensive line is really good. They have a lot of exciting weapons. And Jimmy G. <laughs> like, he Looks just like, got... you know, they made it to the Super Bowl before and they yep. couldn't match up with Kel- with uh, Mahomes in the end. You know, when, when yep. it mattered, when it really mattered, they couldn't get it done. You know, they could, yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't turn it up, you know, Oof. because they, they were that level. They were winning for what fifty minutes of that game, yeah. yeah. And then Patrick Mahomes just said, "All right, I got to put this team on my back." And uh, don't disrespect Jimmy G like that. Short logic. That, don't, that's don't, a that's a bitter Vikings fan right there. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> don't don't do that to Jimmy G. Dude. Oh, Brad Johnson, come on, man. Come come on, man. Come on, man. But um, but yeah, it's I I, I you know. I'm kind of with Drew. I kind of want to see the world burn and see what San Fran does if they somehow won a Super Bowl with. Oh, I want Jim- to be a fly in the wall in that PR room, Jimmy. Oh. G- like, what do you do? Like, you just go, "All right, Jimmy, thank you for your service," and you just, you know, you give him the boot or you try to trade him. You know, hey, if he wins, he stays. But if he doesn't win, even if he gets there but doesn't win. Then. He'll land on his feet. I do. No, oh, he's oh. starting somewhere. He's starting somewhere next year. Yeah, I mean, there's so many, there's so many quarterback openings right now. I mean, yeah, you got, you got Pittsburgh, you got Denver, you got Tampa Bay, you got Carolina. Oh, you said you got Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Try to sneak that in there, huh? Get that one through. You got That'd you. be the story, huh? Go and take over after Brady, after all. <laughs> God, could you imagine? That would be a. That would be oh, Imagine his Jets. Instagram account in Tampa. Mm. You got the Jets. Justin just trying to rile everyone up now. You got the Jets. <laughs> Larry's going to listen to this later and be like, that mother. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, short logic. Be... I, I like this one. Okay. Uh, okay. QB opening in Miami. <laughs> Drew. <laughs> I thought we understood each other here. <laughs> There might be an opening. My Drew's going to be in there, like, adminning in the uh, oh Twitter group. Like, all right, short logic muted forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. going to sit in timeout for a week with that one. Ooh, I got hey, I'll give you a tip, Drew. If you uh, if you block somebody in a Twitter group, it'll remove them from the group. <laughs> short <laughs> logic. Had this happen in a, in a league I was in? Like somebody muted someone else, and it was like they got kicked. Like what just happened here? That's I'm not hilarious. Block. Someone blocked someone else. And we're like, hold on, hold on, time out. You guys saw who that? blocked yeah. who here? Yeah, who blocked somebody? Yep. Oh, that's that's so funny. I I did not know that. Uh, I'm not interesting enough to uh, to block. So no, not. I mean I'm sure people have me blocked. I don't know who they are. Uh, I never. Uh, I love when people are like, hey, so and so has me blocked. I'm like, I don't. The whole world could have me blocked, and I'd still be tweeting about Jimmy G and just trying to get people riled up. So, um, but sure, logic, I got your back. They won't kick you out, and if they do, I'll bring you back, I'll bring you right back in. But uh, interesting, Miami, uh, Miami opening possibly there at quarterback. Jimmy G can come in there and save the day, bring that team next uh, on the timeline. To I got him on the Steelers. I got him on the Steelers for real. <laughs> I think he'd be a good fit there. I agree. Yeah, I'll be curious to see. Um, that's not uh, that's not the Steelers' usual mo, so I'd be very interested to see uh, 
if they break from their trends and and go that direction. So, all right, next one here is from John Helmkamp at John Hellcamp. Josh Jacobs is probably the cheapest RB1 for 2022 that you can acquire. So, let let's start off with this. Is that true or is that false? Drew, true or false? Gosh, I don't I don't know. I would say uh, Do you guys know where you finished this year? I do. I, I, eight, nine. Eight, eight, nine, what? RB eight or nine. It's not quite there. No. no. But it ain't much difference. He was uh, he was RB 12. 12, okay. In 15 games, he had 226 points. Uh, let's see. CPAT in 16 games had 234, so eight more points. He was QB. Uh, he was RB 9. Okay. Gibson had 229 in 16 games. On a on a per game basis, I mean, he was above Zeke, CPAT, Gibson, Montgomery, Daryl Henderson, James Robinson. I mean, he he had uh, he he had a little more juice than people think. He had fifteen point one a game in a P, in PPR, which is all we're playing. Yeah. So, Drew, true or false? Uh for somebody who's going to be playing next year, I would say that's probably a, a pretty true statement. I don't expect Patterson to repeat wherever he is, whatever he's doing. Um, unless you're really looking to do a crystal ball here and you think you can get uh, get one of these either free agent guys or somebody that uh, you think is going to have a good shot at it. I feel like he's probably kind of where that those lines cross of what's uh, a solid bet and decent price. If you're looking at guys that might drop out, James Conner, Leonard Fournette, possibly Zeke. I, I'm sorry, Josh. I know you you still uh, see Pat, and then maybe even Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. But then right behind you got Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook, Javante Williams. You know, even David Montgomery could get back in there. I think it's interesting. Like he's going to be in that mix. There's going to be people that you expect to drop out, but then there's a lot of people waiting right there. Yeah. So yeah. true or false, Justin? Hmm. I'm gonna say true. Oh, two trues. Say true. He's dirt, dirt cheap. If he can play 15 or 16 games, I'm not projecting anybody to play all 17. No. Yeah. But, 14 plus is good. Yeah. I say false because he's not gonna be an RB one. So I say he may he may be one of the cheapest high end RB twos that you can acquire, but I I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he stays in that 9, 10, 11 range. I think he falls out. I think you're going to see, like uh, Justin said, you're going to see some guys rise up. You know, you're going to have your your Nick Chubb. If if this is the real Cam Akers, um, I think he can jump into that territory. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, another injured guy who I think can definitely – get the workload in Baltimore to get himself into a top 12 position. I think there are uh, quite a few guys actually that can, like Justin said, that are kind of just waiting in the wings um, to rise up. So now how, where do you think Jacobs finished in uh, 2020? RB what? 
18. 12 for you, Josh. 18 for you, Drew. Eight. RB8. Oh, in 2020, geez. In 2020, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think he's really under the radar as far as a, uh, a running I mean, back. They had a good line, and they used him. I think health, you know, he got dinged up a little bit in 2020. They played 15 uh, games, so 15. I think he played pretty good. Yeah, that's 15 in two straight it's, seasons. I was going to say, he 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 plays he played, a lot of injuries. Yeah, he plays through some stuff. So Yeah, he played 13 he in uh, – in uh, 2019, and I think it was yeah. like RB21 or something like that. It's still always, a good, a solid per game average. Because you always hear about he's got this, but he's going to play. Yeah. He's yeah. got that. He gets his 12 gonna, or 15 touches. A lot of questionable tags. A lot yeah. of questionable tags. That uh, that always gets you. But, yeah, I, I think there's just so many guys. And it's funny because, I mean, we usually talk about, like, oh, who's going to be the running back from this rookie class that's going to yeah, – I don't think there are any that are going to jump into that. Like, you know, this year we were like, Oh, Najee is probably going to be a guy who's going to be in the top 12. And there's usually one or two guys every year that we predict. And this year, yeah. I don't think there's any that will. And look, I could be wrong. Landing spot's going to change everything as far yeah. as what Brees Hall, oh, yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller. We might see one of those guys go to a spot and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. You know, which one you I want for your team, Justin? Do what? Which one do you want for your team? Any of them? The one that I can get that they can get in the third round? <laughs> Probably Kenneth Walker. So you don't want you don't want to spend that too on a uh, on a Brees Hall. Have you seen that team? <laughs> hey, listen, they, they took Kyle Pitts last year. Which I yeah, I, I love that so much. No. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm still just... salty about that. Like, okay, so we're gonna get rid of Julio and replace him with a rookie and try to contend. This is some bass backwards crap right here. Bass backwards. Is- well, you got you, you got uh, Matt Ryan for another what? Two years? Probably two years. Yeah. That, so that's, that's why I wanted Fields. Oh, I, wanted- I mean, the pick should have been Fields. I mean, should have been Fields. Even Georgia even- boy. You know, like uh, it just would have made sense. <laughs> I mean, even if even if you had to pay Matt Ryan to you know for salary cap magic reasons. Yeah, like Justin Fields, he sits for a year as the backup. He learns the ropes. Then you just have a real high-priced backup in Matt Ryan sitting on the bench. You know, just yeah. I have an issue with the Falcons knowing that they had to get rid of Julio Jones and be like, we're going to try and contend this year. We're going to build around Matt Ryan, knowing without planning ahead that they had to get rid of Julio in the summer. They just it, there was no forethought to any anything of what they were doing. You know. Then like, they got the reset button for a year. At some then, point, you have to. Then they got jump for Javante. Yeah, I, I don't even know if they were even thinking. Oh yeah, we're going to take a running back here. Oh, God, I don't know what they're doing. Oh, everyone was saying that uh, that them in Miami were uh, were trying to trying to get him, and I think uh, Denver jumped both of them to get yeah. Javante. So yeah, man, if they can re-sign CPAT and he can replicate eighty percent of what he did this year, I'll be super yeah. happy with what they've yeah. got. Yeah, if they get a young rookie back there that that can run, uh, you know. And when I say that, maybe Kenneth Walker isn't the best fit because he's a little bit of a slider build guy. You know, like get get Spiller back there with CPAT, that could be fun. You know? Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see uh, see a team like Atlanta who's got a. Uh, pretty high pick there what they what they decide to do 
which direction they decide to go and are they still going to keep trying to plug away on the offense because they have an offensive-minded head coach? It'll be inter- it'll be very interesting to see. Drew will be way down in the first round, probably falling asleep by the time uh, the Bills pick comes. Uh, I, know. I know. All I know is we'll all be uh, we'll be all on here, right? Yeah, yeah I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, what were you saying, Justin? You say, Justin? Anything's better than Mike Davis. Anything's better. I said it all summer. He was going to lose his job. He, there was no way he's keeping his job because he sucks. He lost his job to a 32-year-old converted wide receiver. Whatever, man. Whatever. Man. Like, and, and I'm not going to lie. I said, I don't think Mike, Mike Davis is talented, but there ain't a soul on this roster. And apparently uh, there was. C-Pat, CPAT made that deal with the devil and got himself a year's worth of uh, – rejuvenation because uh he he hadn't done that ever in the league <laughs> and he just decided you know this was going to be the year that he does it oh, it was a, it was crazy it was crazy what he did i, I like i couldn't imagine a, a guy like uh like javante in that in that system dude he would he would be like the the rb2 in startups if uh he had been uh Use soon enough, Josh. Soon Getting enough. That work that he that they got in Atlanta, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, would've been nice. CPAT two hundred fifty carries and like 75, 80 targets. I mean, did you realize that? Okay, so CPAT had sixty nine targets. Nice, nice. But uh, Mike Davis had fifty eight himself. Boy, they were really? just they were dumping and dumping and dumping. Yeah. yeah. See, a coach would get fired just for that stat alone. What are you? What are you doing? Throwing anything to Mike Davis? And not that I'm not saying he can't catch, but like, why is he on the field to get that, yeah. <laughs> that many targets? Like, what the hell are we doing out here? Like, geez, I, I would rather find another wide receiver and put him in at at running back on third down to come out of the backfield and catch passes. Second most targets to the running back this year, Atlanta had. I bet you can't guess who had the number one. Most targets to the running back. God. Don't tell me it was Pittsburgh and Najee. No, uh-uh. you're, you're, there's no way you're getting this. They're not even uh, that high because he's the only one that got targets. They the Pittsburgh targeted their uh, running backs 105 times. Najee got 90 of those. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm? Hmm? I'm trying to think here. Trying to. There's zero percent chance. A zero percent chance that, that you get this, Most which should make it even easier to get. But there's a zero percent chance. That's what I'm like. like that's why I'm like thinking, like, all right, I'm going through Houston. Nope, I don't even know where Houston is. I have scrolled. I don't know. I just I was trying to think of like a bad team that nobody would guess as. All right, so who was it? The Raiders. Interesting. Okay. 141 okay. targets. 62 Dang. to Jacobs, 40 to Drake. Kenyon Bar or uh Peyton Barber got 13. And there's a miscellaneous, I don't know, 25 or 28 or whatever there. Yeah. Some, some other the guy. Raiders I, got, with them. I got 25 targets for Vegas. Nobody's yeah, right, right, out there. Exactly. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm the most I'm the miscellaneous. Um but that, that's yeah. an interesting stat. I I wouldn't have guessed. You said you'd never get it, so I was like, "All right, like, what's a bad team?" That but see, like, you don't even think of. Well, that okay, was the narrative, well, Raiders, right, is that Raiders Jacobs isn't going to get. Yeah, 
Nobody right, thought exactly. Davis was going to get any targets. targets you know? so, I wonder how many of those targets – I wonder what the, like, the percentages were with Gruden and after Gruden. That I would be mm. – Oh, would, wait a minute. When did – hold on, because I can sort that also. Hold on. Uh, when did Gruden get fired? Was it six? six? Yeah, I was going to say five, so maybe like five or six. Okay, he was fired on October the 28th. All right, so, but that, that's like week seven or eight. Justin's right. I wouldn't have guessed Vegas in a million years. I mean, no, I was thinking, like, are they counting Debo in San Francisco or something? Aaron Jones. Debo's just a wide receiver rushing the ball. Yeah, right. (laughs) By the way, let's get Debo that uh, that RB eligibility for 2022. Let's go. Okay, so they they fired him during the bye week. Or, you know, eight. So uh, okay. he uh, he was there for the first seven games. So I'll plug in because you can sort. All right. So from week eight on, whatever. I love technology, by the way. <laughs> we can all do right. All so stuff. 83 targets in the uh, – what's that? How many games after that? Hold on. Nine games. Figure out. That? The ten games after. What's that? Ten games? Yeah. No. No, uh-uh. uh, yeah, ten games. Yeah, so eighty-three in ten games. Yeah, so eight point three so targets 8. per game after, right, right. and they six, had and they had one forty-one for the season. Forty-one so, yeah. minus eighty-three divided by balanced. seven, eight, almost exactly the same. Yeah, eight point yeah. two eight, eight point three. They that's, just were. That was their mo. That's interesting because I I thought, um, you know, Gruden liked to play that old school nineteen nineties offense. I thought that. Uh, the numbers would have went up once he was out and uh, they had uh, Rich Basaccia take over. But that's interesting. That was pretty much dead even. So I'm curious what he, they did in 2020 just out of if he if Rich Basaccia comes back as the, the head coach, which I think he should, but he hasn't, I hope so. he hasn't been officially named the head coach yet. You could pretty much, you know, expect the same style of offense, which means you should probably expect Similar, you know, Josh Jacobs RB one numbers. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Mm. We got a lot. We got a lot of up and comers. We got a lot of up and comers. <laughs> a lot of up and comers. Just give them four targets a game. It's fine. Yep. Hey Drew, do I smell a? Want to make a bet? No. Josh Jacobs RB one bet. Five dollar. Mm. It sure is slim. He's RB12. We're like, all right, let's bet he's an RB1. (laughs) RB1 in a 14-team league? Oh. RB1 in a 12-team league. Come on. You're confident. I'm confident. Put your money where your confidence is. Do you like rooting for next week? Talk Talk to me. We'll talk about this next we'll week. Talk about well, I'll week. make sure to get another Josh Jacobs question on just so I can bring this up again. Drew, Drew's got to consult his psychic. He's got to call one of his psychics and see what they I got to call the hotline and just make sure that they're okay with one more. Like, was the yeah. last one really the last one? So, but, so this is what Drew, this went through Drew's mind. He goes, okay, so I got everything from 1 to 12. Josh has everything from 13 to infinity. Yeah. Last time I made a bet like he, this, it cost me a lot of money. money. Yeah. 
He's got everything from 13 to Juju, huh? <laughs> oh, my. We'll call him Timmy now, just Juju. Who invited this guy? <laughs> the, 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 this, is, this is one of the many reasons why I love talking fantasy with Justin is because you can always end up with a good laugh. But I actually like talking fantasy with Justin because him and I don't agree probably like 70% of the time. And those are the people I love to talk fantasy with the most because you can at least see another point of view. Like, I don't have to agree with that point of view, but I can go, all right, that's something I didn't necessarily think of. And that's why I like talking fantasy with people that don't necessarily agree with me because as long as, I mean, as long as you're respectful and everything, and I like, if you call me a dumbass. That's why I can't get about Twitter. Like, Twitter gets so hostile instead of just, Man. You know, to have a conversation, be like, okay, yeah, I, I, this is my thought. This is your thought. You know, go back and forth. Yeah. People get like, oh, well, well, F you, man. Okay, fine. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were going to get kicked out of chat. Listen, man, you know, I, I love, I'm not going to lie. I love being called the dumbass on Twitter. You're a dumbass. <laughs> okay. Like, I knew that already, but I mean, yeah, okay. if you're just out here <laughs> stating talking about life again. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just want to state the obvious go ahead i'm just trying to have a fantasy conversation with you like but uh but yeah that'll that'll be fun so drew we'll we'll pick this up we'll revisit we'll, we'll see if uh if if rick get, keeps the job then uh then i'll oh. feel much more confident so justin all i'm gonna do this week is just send drew text messages of josh jacob highlight reels <laughs> come on man look dude Took, he took this past 50 yards, bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right. That was really what it was, too. It's like a whole bunch of, like, 12 yards. Yeah. You're going to find the 50-yarders. You're going to find the 15-yarders. So, I, uh, ha- I don't think he has a reception that went over 50 yards. Uh, Justin's going to look it up. His, you his know long, what? I'm pulling. I'm pulling. Hold on. His 32 long yards season. is his long, is my guess. 32 what's yards. His, what's his long? I'm saying 32. 32? 32. I'll take the over on 32. All right, so let's see here. Let's see, this is this is radio in pure the, entertainment. His longest rush of the year was twenty-eight yards. Okay, longest and his reception. longest reception was twenty-nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah. He keeps it consistent. He, hey, his Emma longest Smith reception of his career. Take a guess. His longest reception of his whole career, thirty-five. He's got one hundred and seven catches. 35. 43. 29 yards. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. That that should be on a dynasty game night. Yeah. Uh, Forget over-under game. Yeah, like, hey, uh, all right. Uh, just just start naming guys like James Robinson. Long, long reception of the season. Just people guess it. Oh, that's good. 29 yards long. So I'm going to have to, I might have to go back to his Alabama tape then to find those, uh, those 50 yards. The reception. explosive plays. He's yeah. got, uh, he's, he does have a run from his rookie year of 51 yards. Mm-hmm. That probably was not a touchdown career. either though. Yeah, probably not. He probably got hot down. And listen, <laughs> Daniel Jones had like a 70 yard run that didn't end up in a touchdown. <laughs> you know what? He didn't that... get hot down either. No one caught him. Uh, the ten yard line tripped him off. <laughs> he, caught, he caught his toe on the turf. Is what he caught. I still can't get it. Like you know, I, I'm I'm a runner. I still don't understand how that happened. Like he just got a little happy feeded, excited. I, I can't figure it out. 
Dude, he was like, he was like, I never thought in my NFL career this would ever happen. And the end zone was just in sight. Uh, and that right foot caught that left foot. He looked up at the at the the jumbotron, trying to figure out who's comp- catching up to him. But that's why I can't figure out. I, naturally, my feet still go in, like next to each other. Right. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, what the hell happened? That he's like, oh, my feet are one back, like in line now. He's but, doing a daggum uh, so sobriety test on the field. Oh, it, was, uh, to it was tough it to read the thread today. Is uh, it Sean said he wants to build around what J- Daniel Jones does best? He wants to build an offense because uh, I watched the press conference. He wants to build an offense that accentuates oh, the things that Daniel Jones does well. Oh, you can imagine how brutal Twitter was at that. <laughs> but, but listen, what is what is he going to say? Daniel Jones sucks out loud. Like he's he's got to tell the company line. He's got you know they you know they asked them like, hey, you guys picking up you know Daniel Jones fifth year option. He's like, we'll have to see about that. So that that's not a exactly a lot of evaluating a, to be done. There's that's not exactly a ringing. I'll tell you what the evaluation is. Like come come April the twenty seventh or whatever. When they what do they have two? They the five and the seven or something like that. Yeah. When that pick comes up on the clock, they're going to start evaluating. Okay, do we want to pick up that fifth year option? I don't think I don't think they pick it up. No. I mean, if, if if this guy is as smart as everyone says he is, listen, Daniel Jones is going to do one of two things. If, if DJ goes crazy, you 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 uh, franchise him yeah. and you sign him to a contract. Yeah. I I could not pick up the fifth year option. Could not. No. no. Look, I mean, all you have to do is look at what Carolina did. They they got excited for some reason. They picked up that fifth year option on um, I almost said Sam Bradford, Sam Darnold. And now they're like, oh, man, this dude, this dude stinks out loud. And now we got to pay him, I think, twenty five million dollars. When they could have just said, hey, we're going to we're going to let Sam Darnold do his thing. You know, if he shows out, we're going to pay him. And if he doesn't, we'll figure it out. Twenty one point three million is what DJ's uh, fifth year option would be. I I just hope he doesn't walk into this thinking he's going to turn him into the next Josh Allen. There is no next Josh Allen. No, I, thank you. I, I, I don't care what Rocky says. There is no. There is. <laughs> mm. uh, Rocky just hopes Jalen hurts anything. Like, can... Oh well. Have you seen the uh, the side by side stats of, of Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts? Somebody put it up from from their first two seasons and how Jalen Hurts is. I'm like, okay. If you think watch them play, yeah. If you think Jalen Hurts is going to be the unicorn, because that's really what Josh Allen like. Sure. Let's keep it real. Like the dude did have accuracy issues. Yeah, he had a cannon. He had wheels. He had all that. And I think there was a lot of good coaching and a lot of hard work on Josh Allen's part to to get him to where he is now. But he, that's the unicorn. Like, there's really not another example of a guy that is kind of like he's not really accurate. He's, uh, he's average in like the pass game, even though he has a big arm. That just turns into this like quarterback machine, which is pretty much what Josh Allen is right now is a machine. Like Jalen Hurts, nice guy. Like he hard worker, you know, leader, all that stuff. But he is what he is. Like. 
people are like, he can get better. And I'm like, sure, he can go from like 63% to like 65%. But like, you know. Hell, he already made a huge leap from 52, 52 to 61. It's like there's a lot of diminishing returns where you can't always just go up 9%, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, that turns into an asymptote at some point and you're going to level off it wherever your your ceiling is. I mean, when you have twice as many games under 200 passing yards than you do over 200 passing yards. It's and we're great, Bob. And, and we're talking about the 2021 NFL season. We're not talking about 1976. I mean, we're talking about like where – Passing I mean, league. I mean, guys like Cooper Rush for one game throw for over 200 yards. Like it – that's not good. Like – Yes, he can run, and for fantasy, hey, grab him. He's going to run for a bunch of yards. He's probably going to run for a bunch of touchdowns. But, like, if you're expecting him to do the Josh Allen, like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't know if we'll ever see that kind of leap again from from another player. It so, was pretty impressive. Hey, listen. You know. Hey, as a Bills fan, I was not expecting that. I was expecting they, to go two years and another quarterback. Uh, just like you have always. Yeah, so. since, since Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly, yeah. Uh, look, Drew, I don't just do it to you, man. Short logic. Let's not talk about that Cooper Rush <laughs> game. I was at that one. Uh, Cooper Rush, GOAT. Uh, I'll just I'll throw that out there. Uh, you know, greatest of all time in that one game. Actually, he was uh, probably the most average of all time. But he got the win, so I will take it. Uh, and let's let's nail let's knock out one more on the way out here. here here's a good one from fellow DAT member at uh, Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF by Michael Thomas at as low of a cost as possible. First of all, it's fair. Do you guys want to buy Michael Thomas? Justin says yes. Drew says. Uh, it, it all depends on what it costs. I, I don't have a whole lot of interest uh, beyond. Uh, he'd be another guy. I, I'd, I'd throw a, a second at him if I can get him for that mid-late well, second. Let's say 201. The 201 or MT? Uh, 201. What about you, Justin? I'm taking Michael Thomas. I think you get he's – not, he's not returning to top two or three wide receiver seasons, you know. But I think he's easily a wide receiver, too, if he plays next year. And I assume that he's going to play because that's just how I operate. So. I'm very interested to see where he plays. Me, too. I don't think it's going to be in New Orleans, especially with the cap issues and the relationship between him. and. I was the just team. saying, I think he's a post-June 1 cut because he does have mm-hmm. a lot of dead cap. Mm-hmm. But they can spread that out and they need, oh, my gosh, they need help. <laughs> Seventy-six million uh, over. Seventy-six yeah. million over. So my buddy sent me a tweet today. Sean Payton is the greatest dine and dasher ever. Yeah, he has left them up a creek. That's for sure. With the, no paddle. No paddle. Uh, you know, it, it's funny though because I've heard a lot of people say that about Sean Payton, and I go, first of all, Sean Payton has been been dealing with that salary cap mess for ever. It feels like you know. Once you start paying, you know, Drew Brees like 40, 45, 50 yeah. million dollars a season, like you're just you're putting yourself in a hole that you understand at some point. And honestly, with half a season of 
Jameis Winston and half a season at Taysom Hill, they still almost make the playoffs. Like, that's the crazy part about it is, like, oof. It's just, like, it'll be interesting to see who takes over and who uh, who stays and who goes because everyone's like, well, like, Alvin Kamara is going to have to get traded and, you know. I don't think I don't think Alvin Kamara gets traded, but I think yeah, I, I'm a, I agree with you, Justin. He's going to be a cut. I doubt anyone trades for him at his contract. Yeah. Um, but it'll be fun to see where he goes. I mean, probably he'll probably end up in uh in Kansas City because that's what always happens. Uh, they they just people leave I and then they totally see him somewhere like Buffalo. Like, he's the he's the Emmanuel Sanders replacement. No, uh, we yeah. have like a huge upgrade. <laughs> Big underneath routes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Drew, do you just wake up every day and just sing a song that AB oh decided God. he was too good to go to Buffalo? Oh my God. I, I couldn't imagine. I, I, couldn't I don't think been. Michael Thomas is AB, though. I mean, Michael Thomas I has his own like insecurities, but I don't think he's absolute fat shit. Like, no, AB. no, I, I think. I think he's just like a, a needy person. Like he just He's like K D. Yeah. He's the he's the NFL K D. He just wants people to say that they love yeah, him and that he, you know, he's the best player to ever do it. He just needs that like kind of like and it's yeah, like, that reassurance, right. that pat on the back. Yeah, like I, okay, fine. Yeah, it'll yeah. either be a team that'll cater to that or it'll be a total opposite. It'll be Bill Belichick that brings him in and says, you know what, the Patriot way or bust, man. And he's I can put see him going there too. They're gonna I mean, need somebody. They don't have, yeah. They don't have a whole lot. That's if he get, if he gets Detroit. cut, I don't see him going to a New bad England. Team. I don't see him going to Detroit either, just because I don't think Detroit will make an offer on him. I think Detroit is really trying to build this thing up, go young, not a lot of big contracts. You know, what you're saying is you think they want the number one pick in 2023. I mean, that's what they sure. should. That's how I would be operating. Yeah. That in uh, Dan Campbell culture, man. I mean, you know, people are saying like, oh, they might take a quarterback at 30 if one, if like, you know, like Malik Willis is available or something like that. And I'm like, at that rate, they're just going to stay with Jared Goff and then just go, all right, we're going to do, we're going to run this back one more time. We're going to be terrible. And then we're going to have the, the 101 and, you know, the quarterback class in 2023 looks a lot better than oh, the quarterback class. So, you know. The 101 is the Super Bowl in Detroit. Wow, short logic. Short logic out here. <laughs> Man. Throw, Man. Throwing barbs to the uh, the Man. NFC North. Bill's not even here anymore. He just bro- yeah. <laughs> he just broke a bottle over Detroit Lions fans. Head. Jeez. I mean, hey, listen. Detroit, they had some fire in their belly this year. They had some, you know. Look, they they're they, not ready to play in a few games there. Uh, they almost. I mean, they finished some games too, man. That was – they almost beat Baltimore. They they tied with Pittsburgh. I mean, they they played good against some teams that they should have probably got. Isn't that a Mason Rudolph Pittsburgh though? So that's basically like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wait, Mason Rudolph Mason, played in that game? Mason Rudolph equals Trevor Lawrence. What? Yo, hey. Yeah, I think I think it was I think it was. I thought I thought I thought Big Ben played in that game now i gotta look i don't remember now we gotta look we're gonna look while look. while justin is yeah looking. i i did not yep, give Campbell credit it was for, rudolph uh, yeah that was rudolph okay so not as impressive 
<laughs> 16 as, to 16. But still, you know Pittsburgh was mad about that at the end. Oh, salty. They were. Had like, they not made the playoffs, it would have been like, oh. God, if the Raiders had just knelt. They might have They might have cut Mason Rudolph right there. They love Mason Rudolph for some reason. Oh, my God, I can't stand the guy. I, I mean, that's fine, but Pittsburgh loves him for some reason because, like, the fact that he's still got a job. Unreal. It is amazing. And I get it. There's not even like 30. He's like dirt cheap and a backup. I mean, you know, not really any reason to get rid of him. Yeah, he, he, he sucks. That's a great reason to get rid of him. He, he stinks. Most backups do, Josh. Most well, backups do. I get it. Mason Rudolph or Mike Glennon is your backup. Oh, uh, stop. Mike, Mike Glennon. The fact that he still gets work. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. Uh, look at that neck. <laughs> that neck game from uh, from, Mississippi. <laughs> from Mississippi, Mike Glennon himself. That's how he wins all those races. Just it's on the lean, man. It's on the lean. Hey, listen, <laughs> you can say whatever you want about Mike Glennon. Giants fans were begging for him to come back once Jake Fromm got out there oh. and, and started slinging the rock. Y'all, as a Georgia fan, I was like, please stop embarrassing us. <laughs> Just go back to the bench, please. Please stop. But can you imagine, you know, we all we all work in different industries. And you were just like terrible at your job. But people were just like, hey, we want to offer you insane amounts of money to keep doing what you're terrible at doing. Like, I'd be like, okay, like if you're going to keep paying me big sums. Dude, I'll just be awful. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I have no aspirations to be like the best of, of any particular thing. I'm just like, pay me the most money to be average at whatever you need me to be. It's fine. I'm like good. Jake, Jake Fromm, he like, he comes back to the locker room after the game. His paycheck is in his locker. He just looks at all those numbers and he goes, God bless America. This is, this, I couldn't do this anywhere else. I couldn't make this much money being terrible at what I do anywhere else. Like, <laughs> it's just amazing. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Justin, you're right. There's, there's not even 32 starters, good starters in the league. There's definitely not 32 good backups in the league. But, man, if you got to get to third string guys, oh, man, you are, you are it's scraping real. the pitch the bottom of some barrels. I mean, not great, Bob. Even in Detroit, when uh, who did they have? They had to have Tim Boyle. Yeah, Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. Yeah, like oh, there was a lot of people that didn't need to start games that were behind center the last couple of years. Oh, that's for, crazy. For sure, was it like an average of like 40, 45 quarterbacks start a game each season or something? Yeah, yeah, it's I gross. Mean, I mean. Did Josh did Josh Rosen start any games for the uh for the Falcons? Come on, man. Come on. Hey, listen, I'm just just asking. We gotta get the young guy out there, see what he can do. Uh that should have been Justin Fields. Never mind. Um I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I don't they don't, gauge. They don't need I think it's time to wrap this up. I gotta go. <laughs> Justin needs Justin needs to go, go punch Maddie, a wall after he started all 17 this year. Yeah, he I figured he does. Good. He's usually he doesn't really miss games, does he? No, uh-uh. Nah, misses a lot of other things, but not games. Yeah, Oof. he's Oof. missed uh, one game since his second season. Wow, he's missed three games in his entire career. 
Wow. That's yeah. That's Best amazing. ability is availability. He's like he's like the uh, the South Eli Manning. Just he just plays in every game. He's better than Eli Manning. I don't want to talk about it. Mm. <laughs> All right, so uh, Justin at Run DFF, uh, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, no, but we we are going to wrap it up. We're an hour and a half in. Justin, I do appreciate you coming on, man. Love having you on. It's so much fun. Uh, we kind of we kind of took the laid back uh, hot sauce vibe today. We didn't get a we didn't get too deep into anything. We almost had a bet, but Drew's not sure about Josh Jacobs. I mean, I'm sure about Josh Jacobs, but Drew's not. So we'll see. We'll we'll work on him, Justin. You keep telling him how next good. Week. Tune in next week. You keep telling him how good Josh Jacobs is. I'm gonna find. I'll keep it up. I'll find the Alabama highlight videos where he has those big explosive plays, and I'll tell you like <laughs> he can do this in the NFL. He can, I promise. Um, but just on the way out, Justin, just just remind people um, where they can find you. Yeah, you know at Run DFF on Twitter, and uh, check out our pod, Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod. You can find our handle on Twitter and search for us on any major podcast, broad, streaming, whatever, yada, yada, yada. That's how you find me. And yeah. yeah Di- Dynasty Hot Sauce, a uh, great podcast. You guys just had the uh, the Dynasty Trades HQ fellas on. That was... Uh, we did. We did that for a 100th show because Larry and I met in uh, HQ1 and uh, kind of spawned out of that whole league. So our podcast did. So. I know that. long enough, uh, you get to hear a bunch of guys talk about measuring things. Give it a listen. Hey, you know, gotta know, gotta know. I I, I have I have a feeling whether it's uh, track speed that you're measuring, or uh, anything else, uh, Justin comes out on top in, in those uh, in those one on ones versus uh, Larry Monkey. You know, Justin, world class runner. Uh, world what? <laughs> world class runner. Uh, <laughs> Listen, man, you do you do like marathons and stuff. Like it's coming. Yeah. If, if I have to run after one of my kids, I'm like done for the day. I'm just like I'm tired. But I have to be after uh, ditching daddy duty tonight. Yeah, right. I'm gonna yeah, run he, from the wife in a minute. Yeah, he's he's gonna get off of this pot and then just go, oh, honey, I'm going out for a run. I'll talk to you later. And just he's just out the door. I think he's got his uh, his sneakers on already, ready to go. So let me ask you guys. I, I've I've had you pop on a lot of times. You're saying you're coming back from run. Do you typically run at night, or do you have a a time of day you prefer? I just whenever I can squeeze it in. Nice. So uh, this afternoon I ran at like 4.30, 5 o'clock, something like that. But oftentimes, I mean, no kidding, 11.59, got to go out the door and run. So it just – it depends on what's going on family-wise and everything. So Good for you, man. I've been – honestly, I've been on Hot Sauce two or three times, and every time that I've been on, Justin comes on and he goes, yeah, I just got back from a run. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and I, I'm like, knocked out before. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, I, I just got uh, I just got back from uh, eating a pint of ice cream. Yeah, so I just came back from the fridge. Yeah, I have a, a policy that I won't drink until I run. So I try to get my runs in before podcasts. So I can hang out and have a beer or two or whatever. That's yeah. good. You should good. drink while you run. Oh my god. You. Can- yeah, we call that a beer mile. Yeah. And uh, it sometimes doesn't work out so well. As a doctor, and, I, I cannot condone that. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, like three quarters of the way through the beer mile, you look like Daniel Jones. You just, uh, 
Yeah. Oh yeah. The feet no longer go next to each other. They're like, yeah, they're trying to cross in front of each other. other. Mm -hmm. They're fighting. For, like. Yeah. So, Justin, we appreciate you coming on. Appreciate the chat too, man. Chat is always fun. Short Logic was in here just, you know, I think I saw uh, K-Mac earlier. A uh, lot of fun. Remember, if you're watching us live, hit the bell, hit subscribe so you know when everything on that network goes live. If you're listening to us in podcast form, we appreciate you. An hour and thirty-six minutes. You could literally be doing anything else. You could you could be running a beer mile with Justin, or um, performing surgery with the good doctor, or um, just eating a sandwich with me because that's what we all pretty much do. Two out of the three of those are correct. I'll let you guess which one isn't. Um, just remember, if you're doing the podcasting, rate, review, subscribe, listen. We love five stars. I personally love the one-star reviews, especially when the one-star reviews edit their first one-star review to retell how much they uh, dislike me. You know, which, I like the one-star reviews too. You know, I, I really do. I, I just, I just love when you edit your own one-star review. That means you listen twice <laughs> to something you hate, and I appreciate that I have that kind of effect on you. So I love everybody. I appreciate everybody who listens, whether you love us or you hate us. And you know what? On that note, Drew, we are out of here. Um, late. <laughs>